Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Playful Podcast, your guide into the underground scene where we discover topics on kink and electronic music every week. Don't forget to subscribe to not miss out on our next episode. We are happy to be here today with Lexi, better known as the Dark Frau. Lexi is a selector at the Berlin Techno Club Tresor, a dominatrix, a performer and a person you have most definitely met if you've been out and about in Berlin. In this conversation we speak about Lexi's experience in clubs, divorces, how she gained confidence to do the explicit performance shows that she is known for today and yeah... I'd say this is a very casual and funny conversation between two friends and you. And by the way, the clubs we mentioned are KitKat, Burkheim, Tresor and Sisyphus. And for you who are not familiar with any of them since before, they are all Berlin-based. Anyways, let's get to it. I am Amanda and this is Playful Podcast. Before we start this week's episode, I have a little gift for you, as this episode is brought to you by Cheeks. You may know by now that we at Playful stand behind the message, pay for your porn, not only as it's better for all parts involved with the creation of it, but also as you'll get real quality. That's why we're so excited to be able to give you a seven days free trial of Cheeks. Now you can finally stay at home on this rain and gray day and just dwell in erotic films, erotic audio stories, expert-led workshops on sexual wellness and a taboo-breaking magazine. You see, there's a lot of pleasure, but also some knowledge. So if I were you, I'd go to getcheeks.com, link is also in our description, and type in the code PLAYFUL7. That means playful in capital letters and the number 7. Personally, I love Cheeks and what they're adding to the pornography scene. Scrolling through getcheeks.com, you'll not only get turned on and get many amazing ideas to incorporate in your own sex life, but also some educational content and audio erotica. Who doesn't want to get turned on when walking around with your headphones listening to sexy stories about things that may or may not happen? With the promo code PLAYFUL7, you'll get access to the subscription-based sexual wellness platform Cheeks, 
for free for seven days when you select the annual subscription option. You can cancel anytime during the trial and also change your monthly subscription if you prefer that. Head to the link in the episode description and dive into a world of healthy sexual pleasure. Thank you, Cheeks. Okay, let's go back. Who was little Lexi? <laughs> little girl Lexi. Well, I'm from California. I'm from LA. And uh, what was I? I played the cello. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I played that for three years. played the violin. Um, I always really liked to cook. Even as a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, like I like my mother had um, the joy of cooking. I used to read the joy of cooking and make things out of this. Like, I'm a really good scratch cook. Like, I make everything from scratch. Right? Makes sense. Um, I like the beach. I, you know, I, oh, I was in... Um, I went to school there. I um, I was I'm, I was a huge reader, like so very well behaved kid. Pretty much. I mean, high school. That's a little bit where wild. where shit started to yeah hit right the fan. right. Well, not even hit the fan. Like just wild. And like my parents are fairly conservative, so I was maybe a little bit wild for them. Trying the right. And my parents separated when I was fourteen, which. I was like, thank God, like they're finally done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so it wasn't a traumatic experience when they broke up. No, no, my sister and I were like, thank fuck. Yeah. Right? So they split up when I was 14, and then um, that's when, like, like, time to do wild shit. Oh, right. Yeah, right. You were feeling like, I, they, now they cannot communicate so much. Exactly. So now. they don't know where I am at. Exactly, right? right? And so uh. this was, like, no cell phones, no pager. Like, I maybe had a pager, but, like, my mother didn't even like me having pages. She used to say, you shouldn't be that accessible to anyone, right? Mm. <laughs> right so um, so she started to teach you your dumb persona. A bit. Like, is it, is it based off of my mother? No, it's more like after Alexis Carrington from Dynasty. But like original Dynasty, Joan Collins, Alexis okay. Carrington, right? She's, oh, I love her. Um, so I did that. Um... I was a little bit wild, you know, and had children early, like 20, um, which helped me get my shit together, actually. Like, that was the best thing I've ever done, mm. like, have children. Yeah. Um, but you were 20, and you were still living in, in California. California. Yeah, yeah. I didn't move here until um, 2018. Oh, yeah. Right. So I was there, and part, like I said, partying is different there. So you go to a club at, like, clubs open at 8, right? Because, and then it's, like, ladies free till 10. And then after that, 10 to 2 because bars close at 2. And, like, that's bars, clubs, everything. Alcohol service stops at 2 o'clock in the morning in L.A. So it's done. Last call is 1.30, and you're, you're back on the streets, or unless you go to a strip club. Now, I love strip clubs. I love strip clubs. At least the ones in the States. The ones here are terrible. But like really? In the, what's, oh yeah. what's different? Well, first of all, I love to watch people on the pole. Like, pole dancing is an art. Mm. And I actually used to be a pole dancer when I was 21. Ah. That's actually how I met my ex-husband. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, doing pole stuff. And so um, I love to watch pole dancing. Mm. 
And if I'm at a strip club and a woman clicks her heels together, tip. Take my money. Take my money. Here. That's what I live for that. Right? Um, it's just it's just really fun. It's like like loud music, people getting naked, people dancing, like what 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 uncontrolled party. Yeah. Mm. Right, but it's controlled because like in the States, like you can't touch the stripper. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean the energy more so. Yeah, I love like, the energy. Right? Yeah, because um in the other parties like uh, girls free and ladies free, whatever, yeah. then it my kind of view when you talk about that is to my experiences that have been that everyone is very formal and everything is very like square. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I partied in Stockholm. I. <laughs> That's a loose, loosely. I'm gonna use that term. Partied. Actually, I wore this necklace for you today because I bought this in Stockholm. Oh really? I yeah. love it. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I was in Stockholm for a convention. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, a sex worker convention in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. The convention was. Yeah. Stockholm. I would not describe this as a fun place. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely interesting. Yeah. Like it was extremely beautiful, but like in a very different way than I was expecting. Like, um surrounded by water, which I love because like I'm from a beach city. And um like the like the smell of the ocean was always there. Yeah. And you could hear the waves and oh. It was in the summertime, I guess, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I couldn't imagine being there in the winter. I no. imagine, like, That's you kind of want to throw yourself in the ocean. like. But it was beautiful, like, these dark rocks. And yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. what is this? Okay, so, but then how uh, did you decide to move to Berlin? And yeah. were you already a dominatrix then? No. No? No. So, um... Like I had been a stripper years before, met my ex-husband there who um, promptly wanted me to stop stripping, of course. And I did, and I was a housewife there for a long time. Oh. Yeah. Th- I can't imagine you being a housewife. Well, because I shouldn't be a housewife. No. <laughs> no. You're so social. Yeah, right? And so I would... Um, I was one of those housewives, like, like those New York socialites who would, like, go to and have... Uh, fundraisers and things like this like I wrote grants for things I was very active in um political and politics um particularly about like organic food and like the access to it and food deserts I owned a farmer's market when I was in the states um I'm really passionate about food I love to eat I love to eat like I saw me like when I came in here I was like can I go get something to eat um so I split up with my husband in 2014, and I was very tired of being in the States. Mm. Um, It was still, 2014 wasn't a bad time. Like, who was still in office? It was not Clinton. Obama. Obama was in office. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I had had, like, a series. 2011 was, like, the worst year of my life. Like, my grandmother died. I filed for divorce the first time. My mother uh, lost her house and moved out of state. So, like, to th- I didn't really have anything holding me in the States anymore. And I'd always said, if I leave California, I'm going to leave the States. So, um, 2018, I was um, on OkCupid. And I um, met this guy, and I was going to be in London. So, we were, I was going to see him in London, but that didn't work out. 
and we decided that we would meet up again. And I was like, okay, well, you come into the States or like, do I go to Europe? And he was like, well, I can only take like a long weekend. So why don't you come here? And I was like, fuck it. Why not? So I decide that I am going to come here. And at the time, like, have you ever flown? If you try to fly from the States to Berlin, it's not so easy. It's expensive and not so easy because Berlin doesn't have, well, it has an international oh, yes. airport, but like it doesn't have a carrier to fly, like uses it as a hub. So you, for me, like I found it was cheaper for me to like to go to like a place with a hub and then go into Berlin. Yeah. So this is what I did. Like I went to um, Copenhagen, Madrid, Berlin, and then Rome. I was like in Europe for a, like a better part of two weeks. Mm. And so basically the short story is I came here on a date, but I went to these other cities to check them out to see if I wanted to live there. And I went to Copenhagen and it's really cute, but no. Yeah. All right. Madrid, cuter. No. (laughs) But what made you uh, decide to live in Berlin? Berlin? Oh, okay. So on the way to the airport, no, this is not true. On the way that day to getting ready to go to the airport, I was dropping someone off. And as I was waiting for the light, like as I was waiting for it to be clear so I can drive and make this right turn, a delivery truck turns into me, right? And fucks my car, but like doesn't total it. I'm able to drop my friend off. I'm able to like go back to my friend's house with my car like limping, my poor baby. And I... Go to my friend. I'm like, you know what? I think this is a sign I'm not supposed to go on this trip. And he's like, nah, maybe you're right. You're right. And I was like, so I call my most pragmatic friend, right? I'm like, Janet, I think maybe this is a sign I'm not supposed to go on this trip. And she said, are you fucking crazy? Like, you just, like, you worked an extra job for, like, two weeks to, like, afford this trip. And you can't do anything in L.A. with no car for, like, 11 days. Like, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, okay, you're right. So I go on this trip. I go to Berlin. Fucking fall in love with Berlin. I got catfished by Berlin. Let me just say this first. I'll go back to in a second. Um, but I go back to L.A. and I'm like telling anybody that will listen. Oh my God, Berlin's fantastic. Oh my God, I fucking love Berlin. Berlin's amazing. I want to go back to Berlin. I want to live in Berlin. And my friend's like, oh, well, cool. So I call her up, Kelly Curry. Kelly Curry, I think I want to live in Berlin. And she's like, oh, girl, call me back on WhatsApp. So I call her back on WhatsApp. She's like, I'm in Berlin. So I had you call me on WhatsApp. I'm like, oh, fuck, crazy. So I'm telling her I like the city. And she's like, you know, I don't know if I like it. And I'm like, well, you have to go out into the city. You can't sit in someone's house in Berlin. Like, otherwise, you'll fucking hate it. And she was like, okay, you're right. So I go out. She goes out. I call her like three days later. I'm like, Kelly, I like Berlin. I can't get this city out of my head. I want to live there, I think. And she's like, really? And she's like, Berlin's fucking dope. You were right. You have to be out in it. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, this car accident situation, if I get a settlement, Instead of them fixing the car, I'll take the money and I'll move to Berlin. And less than a minute later, my call, my phone beeped, and it was the insurance company. Was meant to be. Yeah, and it was like we're gonna give you a settlement. And I clicked back over, my bitch, I'm moving to Berlin. And this was in um, May or June of 2018, and I moved here 2000, August 2018. Ah uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. And today you are working as a dominatrix, a profession, and. Yeah. Like a professional party. <laughs> I don't know. Like you also perform at a lot of the, uh, the clubs. Yeah. So like I would, I was just saying the other day, I'm c- uh, kind of a socialite. 
Yes, definitely. Right? But you're also the select one of the selectors at Tresor. Yeah. Well, I'm not there right now because, like, that's for the winter. But like, I think I'm gonna go back, like, um, during the summertime. But ah, yes. Okay. Mm. But you still ask me any selection questions because, like, they still apply. No, because or as a selector, you have to kind of your. Uh, I guess what did they tell you when they hired you? Like you are gonna make sure that the people who you let in. So, um, Trezor was like one of the last clubs to reopen after everything. Trezor didn't open uh, at all during um, lockdown, except for like a very special month. Like it was like a exhibit or something they yeah. had there, right? Thirty years now. Yeah, exactly. But that was the only time. It wasn't like um, <coughs> you know, like Kit Kat had would open and close, and like when the club commission. Did that? Um, they waited until it was safe. Yeah, they yeah. waited until everything was open again. Mm. Like, so, um, Trezor is kind of no, like t- it's kind of a broy club, right? Yeah, it's not a fetish club. It is a techno club, um, and there's actually two clubs inside of Trezor, Globus and Trezor, and neither one of them are fetish. They're just like for like music nerds and. Techno geeks, I I I and I I appreciate these people, right? But then also you get a lot of tourists, so it didn't have it had this weird reputation in the city. It still does. But when they opened up again, um, the person that hired me was telling me that they were really trying to focus on making it a safe place for Flinta people, right? And so and to change the reputation of it and the door and change the door reputation. So everyone that is at the door Trezor is a Flinta person. Right. So no cis men, except for the bouncers. Right. So everyone that's doing selection is a flinted person. And I made some of my best friends in Berlin there. Um, but the like the goal was to make it a safer place, create awareness. Like um, Trezor has an awareness team and to just make it a place that's more accessible and not just for like this cis head white dude place. Right, so what is something that you think about when selecting? Selecting, yeah. Okay, the first thing I check is vibe. Mm-hmm. How do you feel that? I have very good... Sense. Yeah, but the, there's like a German word for it. I always say it wrong. Mention ketness. I always say uh, it wrong. Yeah, uh, human... Right? Uh, nowhere. Your yeah. person nowhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I can, I can feel people. I feel their... Feel their vibe, feel their energy. I sound so hippie when I say <laughs> that, but whatever. It, it's the truth, yeah. right? So um, I have a very good sense of people. And when they walk up, I can usually tell. And I, you know, and I'm actually, when I'm looking at the line, I'm not looking at the first person that's in line. I'm looking, like, at the 10th and 15th person to see what they're doing. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And already there you have decided. Yeah. Uh, but what is a good vibe, though? What's the right vibe to, to create a nice space? Okay, so there's there's many things. I look at how they react to me, right? Because I don't always just stand right there. Maybe sometimes I'm leaning against something or, you know, talking to a friend or, you know, just kind of there. And I'm just kind of checking people out while I'm doing this. And I like to see how they approach. Do they come too close? Do they observe where they're supposed to stay? Are they paying attention? to the line you know are you are they seeing that do i have to call them over 
Right. Line skippers are not welcome. I don't like line skippers. No. But I can appreciate a line skipper, right? Like if you own it, if you own it. <laughs> I can appreciate a line skipper, but it's not even the line skipper. It's like, are you paying attention to what's going on in front of you? Mm. Right? Like, do you see like there's like, did you see that we just let a group of like seven people go in? Like, why are you standing over here? Oh, you're talking, you're not paying attention, mm. right? Um, so I, I, I checked that out. How they're dressed is that's another thing. Like, I'm not gonna say like all black says no or anything like that. But like there's been many nights, many Wednesdays standing there because Trezor is right next to Kit Kat, where people come in like <laughs> chains and uh, like sparkly outfits. And I'm like, did you uh, get rejected from Kit Kat? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and what do you do then? Are they welcome? Yeah. 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 If, <laughs> if they lie to me about it, no. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, some people, you can tell, you're like, okay, you obviously were going to go to Symbiotica. You did you did not know who was playing here. You just came here because it was around the corner. And if they are just like, yeah, fuck it, I got, like, they said no, I'm like, okay, whatever, come on in. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly, own it. Yeah, exactly. I think you have to own whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, well, if someone's like an obvious asshole, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Very obviously. Some people, you can see it on their face. Mm. Just like, ugh. Yeah, 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 definitely. The way they talk to you. And w but there's a big talk about safe spaces or mm -hmm. safer spaces. What's your view on that? Like, is it possible? Yeah. It's possible to have a safer space. I don't think there's any place that's ever going to be 100% safe. Mm -hmm. Except maybe you're living. But even that's not, e you know, nothing in life is guaranteed. Yeah. So um, in club situations, I think that clubs since... Um, we reopened in, what, April, May? Um, have been more conscious about safer spaces. But I think it's also because people are more vocal about it, um, which is it's required on both ends. Like, clubs can't fix things that they're unaware of. But I feel that a lot of the times clubs don't fix things that they're aware of. Mm. Um, do you feel safe when you're going out? I do. Yeah. Because, first of all, you know, like... I'm not someone you would necessarily approach badly. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how to explain it, but like I kind of put out an energy that kind of like 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 a don't fuck with me energy, right? So I'm not gonna be someone that you generally approach badly. But if you do, I will probably like tell you to go fuck yourself or get the fuck away from me like really quickly, right? So there's that. But also, I'm really well known in clubs, so like I usually know the bouncer. I usually know that. So like. I have had people come and fuck with me. Like, they've, like, <laughs> crossed both of these boundaries, and then I had to go get a bouncer, and then, like, it was straightened out really quick. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm unique in this, you know? Mm -hmm. Not everybody has this um, this connection to the clubs. I don't know that if I was as... If I wasn't so ingratiated into the scene, like, it would be as safe for me. Yeah, do you remember back when you first got here? And yeah. how did you feel then in clubs? Um... I was very cautious, mm. always, um, but I'm from L.A., and in L.A., you know, like, you don't put your drinks down and walk away. Like, you always have your drink next to you, or you drink that shit really fast. Um, you don't take candy from strangers, yeah, okay. <laughs> including nose candy. <laughs> you don't take candy from strangers. You, um, 
you're always very aware. But in LA, it's a different situation. Like, you know, like someone could pull out a gun somewhere, you know, like people are more prone to be aggressive and fight. In Berlin, you might get physically assaulted or you might get sexually assaulted more than physically assaulted is what I think. So you have, as a woman, you have to be very aware of your situations. Um, I'm unique that I usually go out by myself. I have a couple people I take clubbing with me, but not so many. Um, but I'm also in spaces I know really extremely well. So I'm not, I, I wish I knew, I wish there was a better way to like tell women to go out here. Um, I don't think, and this might be a thing that we could talk about later, but like, I think that a lot of people don't know how to party in Berlin. What do you mean with this? Mm, I see this at the door. You have a lot of tourists that come in, right? And they don't know club culture. Like, they don't know about, like, how we do selection. Like, they feel personally attacked by selection when it's not personal at all. Like, we're just, like, curating a particular experience for that night. But they, they're not aware of this. Then, like, each club is different. Each club has a different vibe. Like, you would not necessarily wear what you wear to... Okay. There's some clubs that have some class culture. Like... I could probably wear what I wear to Kit Kat to Sisyphus, but that's just because I like to wear color and things like this. But, and like Trezor and Bergheim, you could probably wear similar clothes in there, but like you're not going to go from like Kit Kat to Bergheim in the same outfit generally. You're not going to go to like Kautoblau in the same outfit. You know, like you don't, people don't know about like how to dress in these clubs. And I tell people all the time, they're like, well, how am I supposed to know how to dress? I'm like, just like spend five minutes on Instagram and like, look, like, you know, like Kick has one of the few clubs that has a club photographer and you can see how people are dressed. If they're inside getting photographed, then they were dressed correctly. You know, Kick Hat also has their rules on there. And I know that you know someone who didn't get in because they were wearing white shoes. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she was like having a outfit, like yeah. it was part of her, right? And so, mm -hmm. and like, and you're you, and they still didn't let your friend in with white shoes. Remember? Oh, but I did not know the person who was the sitting at the door. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And she just did not like my friend, and it was just obvious that she didn't like her. Right. So it was like I, I mean. Right. Even if we would talk to someone who who would uh, know us and say like, "Hey," they would be like, "Well, you know, she does. She, you know, you cannot cha make no, yeah, no, change no. your mind." Well, like also like mind. in the club, like it's bad as bad etiquette, like as a selector to like go over someone else's no. Yeah, exactly. That's it's uh, really bad form. That's not cool. No. Yeah. Um. So people don't know that not to wear white shoes. I mean, just like spend five minutes like looking at the club you think you might want to go to and see how to dress doesn't take that much effort. And and this is another thing. This is what I hate about people at the door. Nobody puts in effort. Put um. in some put in some fucking effort. Sorry. <laughs> put in effort. Like <laughs> gigging? Put in some effort, especially like if you are a straight guy coming to this party. This is a queer party. Don't come in like your Amazon harness. And your Hanes boxer briefs. Spend some money. Or you don't even have to spend money. Just spend some time thinking about what to wear. Like Gigan Plastic. I went to that a couple of weeks ago. That was three gigans ago. I had, I just, I made a dress out of plastic wrap. I'll show you a picture of that later. Literally just took, went to DM and like made an outfit out of plastic wrap. Yeah. 
effort. How much did it cost? Less than a euro. Less than a euro? Yes. Very creative. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what I'm saying. Like, people don't put in effort. People just, like, they have. They feel like this club experience is owed to them, I think, when they come over here, right? And I'm like, you have to put in work here. Like, mm-hmm. Berlin will, like, you can make all your dreams come true. I was at Kit Kat. You can make all your <laughs> I was at Kit Kat last weekend, and I was in the sauna, and there was these two boys. They're boys because they were like nineteen, and like all I hear was like, rah, 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 rah. and like these little idiots were in the pool. They jump in the pool, fully clothed, right? No, no. Then they get out the pool, and they're like hopping around, being loud, and go straight to the sauna with clothes on, right? And they're like the sauna people. I think were about to murder them and just like kick them directly out the club. And then I talked to them. Australians, Australian tourists, which are some of the worst. What day was this? On a Saturday? This is a Saturday. Really? Right. But these little, uh, like, 19-year-old Australian tourists are like, la, la, I don't know why I can't get in there. I'm like, bro, like, like, calm down. Like, there's literally a sign that says, like, you must be naked, right? Yeah. I was like, listen, you little assholes. <laughs> I said this, like, because they weren't listening because they were fighting with them. I was like, you're about to get kicked out of this club. But I was like, this job, you can make all your dreams come true. You can, like, <laughs> you can find... Beautiful women, beautiful men, if that's what you're into. Like, you have all the drinks. You can be here until 7 o'clock in the evening, <laughs> right? You can dance all night. You can do whatever you want in this club. But you can't be a dick. Like, like follow the rules. This is what everybody else is doing, you know? You don't see everybody jumping in the pool like a dick face. <laughs> <laughs> like a dick face. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, but uh, so what is your view then on uh, sex clubs and freedom? Freedom? Huh. Um, I, there's um, I there's a bit of freedom in it, I guess. Uh, like you can go out and do what you want, dress how you want. But maybe in this moment, I'm conflating BDSM clubs and sex clubs or swinger clubs. Because to me, um, the way I, like, I don't have sex in Kit Kat. No. No. Because? I'm there too much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the reason. Yeah, I cut it off, right? Because, like, and I actually really don't pick up people. Like, I don't really hook up with people from Kit Kat. If I'm going to hook up with somebody, it's not going to be a Kit Kat. Just like an FYI, if anybody's trying to hook up with me, it's not going to be a Kit Kat. <laughs> um... Because it's too much, it's too, it's too home. Mm. But um, there's a BDSM element of Kit Kat. And I, I really, I, I'm, I'm a BDSM practitioner, but I kind of hate the BDSM scene. Because there's supposed to be this freedom, like you could do whatever you want, it's all this expression. But like everybody falls into this stupid uniform of it, right? There's all this, you wear black, you wear these, har- these particular harnesses. And also like... Let me say this all the time. It's a lot of white dudes being dominant over like little tiny minority women, and I think that's shit, right? Disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. And like, there's a prime example of someone I don't like that's in a BDSM scene that like practices openly at one of the clubs I go to. Let's beep the name. You only see them with like very young girls, you know, that are very new to the scene, who probably just hooked up with him because like he could get them in a on that level. And yeah, I get the girls doing this, but like, it's abusive. I don't like it. So there you go. And 
if so many people feel that this person is abusive, mm-hmm. how come they are still? I think the thing is that you have so many pe- like you have people who are not aware of like the like the abusive tendencies and like how he is in the scene, and they just see this person who's doing these things that look cool, but then like if you look a little bit deeper, you know it's not that. Yeah, and like this particular club has a lot of tourists and, like, a lot of young people who, like, find this exciting. Do you think there could be ways to make it safer? To not have this person in the scene. (laughs) Yeah. No, but, I mean, (laughs) are there other ways that you believe it could be safer? BDSM? No, the club, the sex clubs. Sex club scene? Um, You know, there's some clubs I would tell you um, I, I think personally do a decent job. Like, I think Insomnia does a decent job. Of keeping people pretty safe. They have a little bit older crowd also. Mm-hmm, exactly. How do they may manage to, to keep it safe, would you say? Well, first of all, they make it a little bit more expensive, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that you pay a little bit more money, maybe you act a little bit better. Oh. This is me. Also, Insomnia is very strict with their dress code. You're not going to get in there wearing, like, your boxer briefs. Generally not. Mm-hmm. If you are, you're, you're fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> not not cute. You're fucking hot. Um, and insomnia. In fact, they sell they sell clothes there. Like if you come there and like you don't have the right outfit, you can buy an outfit right there. Dominique is very smart. Um, also, Dominique. I don't know if you know. She used to do the door at Kit Kat. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she she learned from this stuff. Yeah. And also another thing is. Um, Insomnia is a club that is woman-owned and woman-operated. So, like, everybody that's in a position of power in Insomnia is a woman. And it I makes think a I, change. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think when you have, like, women in charge of this, they look out for these things. And I have never seen, like, anyone go to Insomnia and say, like, this person was harassing me and that person st- was still in the club, like, ten minutes later. It, in yeah. Insomnia, you've never seen it. They will put people out, like, they correct course. They're not playing that. Mm. Because women are very important in this club, right? You have a lot of people that, like, there's, when you usually go to a sex club or a swinging club, there's usually more men than women, right? Just always, right? But insomnia's like, women are important, and if, like, there aren't women here, there will not be men here, so they make sure they take care of the women. Also, insomnia is the only club I take my shoes off in Berlin. It is impeccably clean. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Just enough why I. Okay, but you are also a dominatrix. I am. How, how, (laughs) what? I work at a studio Lux. Yeah. How did that journey start? So when I visited Berlin in 2018, I'm going to cough for a second. Sorry. Um, I needed German man repellent. Like these men like would literally follow me. Places and I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, how can I like benefit off of this? How can I monetize this? It's like I could be a dominatrix because I don't have to have sex with these men. And that was the, the, the that's where the thought came into my head. Uh, as a dominatrix, you don't have to have sex with them. No. Ah, you mean okay? No, like <laughs> classical domination, no sex. I'm what a, they call a, a bizarre lady here, bizarre lady, okay. which means there's the option of some sex. It's not guaranteed. Like, you're not going to book me for, like, two hours of sex. That's not going to happen. Oh. But, like, if you're cute and the vibe's right, who knows what could happen? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Um, but I... 
Who knows? <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> oh, so stupid. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, but um, what made me like decide to go full on into it? I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. You always have an interesting story. Um, and as um. Sex work is like one of the last place, one of the last things in this world that is actually a matriarchy. Tends to be matriarchy. Um, I know that people are multigendered and like not conforming, but I will probably just use like male, female for this interview. But like, it is a like it is the purest form of matriarchy. I think that's still left. Women go into here. They make the most money. They control the situation. Like it's a woman dominated field. Being a dominatrix is one of the few th- places where a woman makes more money as she gets older. A teacher is one of the is ones. But a uh, dominatrix is also a teacher. Never, never doubt that. Um, and so I, I really like that appeal of it. I like, like not being um, dominated by men. I like the fact that I get to control everything about it, what my name is, what I look like, um, my marketing, who I accept as a client. I don't have to take a client because I, you know, some I'm I'm privileged in my sex work that I don't have to take everyone that comes as a client. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of choice and freedom in this, and I'm not a typical dominatrix. Um, especially here in Berlin, I am a black American woman <laughs> who is not stick thin, who wears a lot of color, who like I don't conform to this BDSM. Model, I'm very different from it, and also like the the type of domination I do is usually not as physical. Though I will beat the shit out of you if you want me to. Right, I'm very good at that. But like I'm like a psychological sadist. I really like to fuck with people's brains. Mm-hmm. I re- I love that. What did it ever go too far? Did someone ever feel that that you know that it was like they got bullied? Um, not that I, um, no, I am extremely conscious of boundaries. So like this person I was talking about earlier, I know that they're not me. I am possibly too conscious of boundaries. I'll be like, Oh no, no, are you okay? Like, you know, (laughs) but was there ever any situation that you felt were dangerous when, when being in this job? Yeah. Where you were felt that you were put in. That was in danger. No, I've definitely been uncomfortable. Um, I've also done escort work and escort work to me is, um, less controlled. Um, I didn't feel, I'm fortunate where I've never had to feel, where I felt unsafe. And I'm like, I keep saying, no, not never. Yeah, never. Um, strip clubs in LA, that's a different ball game. Yeah. You're on guard all the time, but Berlin, Berlin is not the same. Fortunately. Um, and also, I mentioned I'm privileged. I get to work out of a studio, Studio Lux. Like, so there is security systems. There's usually someone around. I'm indoors. Everyone doesn't have this privilege. You know, there's a lot of people that do, like, street-based work because this is what they're, what's available to them, you know. Um, and that's more so often in countries where it's illegal. Yeah, right. Um, sex work is legal in Germany, but you have to register to do it. And, and it's also legal to buy sex work. It is. Yeah. N- unlike in Sweden, where it's yeah. the Swedish the Swedish model, the Nordic model. 
where um, it's legal to sell but illegal to buy. Mm-hmm. And that, and I've met people from Sweden that have come down like here to buy sex. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, but I am privileged in a lot of ways. I will openly say this. Like I, like I said, I'm able to work at a studio. To, and to work out of a studio, I need work permission in Germany, which I have. You know, like I'm able to do these things. I'm able to work and afford. I'm able to have another job where I don't have to depend on sex work all the time, which makes it actually more fun for me. Like when I had to only depend on sex work, it's fucking miserable. You're like, oh, I got to take this client. But like now I get to take clients because I want to, because I want the experience. Yeah. Okay. What is your main job? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would tell you maybe partying is my main job. But do you get paid to party? Yes. <laughs> that, I mean, like, and then, like, I make so many connections. Like, mm. while people are partying, I'm, like, I'm always the person that has a pen and a pad with me. Like, I make so many connections. Yeah. Um, I've gotten jobs this way. I've gotten apartments through partying. You know, like. Yeah. You're social butterfly. I am. I am. Um, and then. I, I've gotten modeling jobs from being in the scene. You yeah. know, I get performance gigs from that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say performing, being a socialite is my primary job. Doing door and pro- uh, dominatrix are second and third. Oh, okay. So how often do you take clients as a dominatrix then? Like uh, once a week? Let's say twice a month right now. Ah, twice a month? Yeah, because I've been really... I'm terrible at self-promotion. I party my fucking ass off. Terrible at self-promotion. By the way, I have a website, thedarkfrau.com. It's really nice. Congratulations. Thank you. super nice. My friend made it for me. And, like, I've had this website for, like, four months. I just, like, let people know I've had it, like, last week. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing has changed on this website. But I just let people know last week because I'm fucking terrible at self-promotion. Why is that, though? I don't know. I mean, like, would you also know that I have stage fright? I didn't know. Oh, I have terrible stage fright. Really? Doesn't look like. <laughs> I know, right? Terrible stage fright. Like, I'm backstage. Like, I'm listening to music the entire time. I'm putting on my makeup. I'm in the zone. Like, someone I know was backstage at the one the performance I had in December. I put them out. I was like, you have to go. Like, I cannot get ready for this. Afterwards, I'm like, okay. But, like. Until that moment I get on the stage, oh. freaking out. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it's oh, kind I of the same thing. I feel like being judged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that can be really rough. Yeah. But you, but I mean, everyone is like praising you. Yeah, right? But at the, so I don't enjoy performance. Like, my people are like, are you excited? I'm like, no, I'm never excited. <laughs> <laughs> I like a performance afterwards. Yeah, I'm like, oh, shit, I did a good job. Yeah. But, like, the moment up to that, I'm like, ugh. But I have to remind myself that nobody knows I fucked up unless I tell them. Aye, interesting. Yeah, so this is what I'm trying to take into 2023 with me. Just. But do did you ever feel that you... Because today, when you perform, just for everyone listening, it's very explicit. Like, it's, like, uh, completely nude. It can be body fluids shooting over the <laughs> dance floor <laughs> pulling things out of my vagina <laughs> i've seen it all <laughs> yes this happens yeah and uh, were you always sexually 
free or did you always feel that you're comfortable with your sexuality and with your you know body and all these things because as a woman it's also at least i feel you can be like uh, you can feel like uh, what's the name conscious body conscious you can that but also uh, slut shaming and these kind of things that you're not allowed to be sexually free in this sense you can feel a pressure of like but ooh, what do you mean you know right. it, it, you should take yourself secondary not please yourself at first you know that, that it can be a bit of work up till then now when i see you i see a, a woman who's like definitely you're pleasing yourself first that's the first yeah well getting divorced will definitely like <laughs> will definitely help teach you to please yourself first right um that was a big lesson for me but I'm thinking like some of the, the the biggest sluts I know are men, mm-hmm. right? And like no one ever calls them out. So like I'll be, I'll tell everybody all the time, go go call him out. He's a fucking sl- he's a whore. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. But um, I have as a woman, as a black woman, as the not skinny woman, as an American, I always have somebody looking at me, judging me, right? So what can I do? I might as well have, enjoy myself. But um, in terms of like body confidence. This is, this goes up and down, of course. Like, there's a, some days I love my body. Some days I, like, like what the fuck? You know, like, oh, I have this mark here. I have this. This person doesn't have it. Like, I look at you. I'm like, oh, you're a hot piece. Like, like you're, you're Come to my <laughs> 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 Um, Like, you and Sweetie Daddy are a very good-looking couple. <laughs> is it an invite? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Julius Daddy's always saying no to me to things. Like, <laughs> say I asked for to buy the sandwich. <laughs> I saw you two kissing. I'm a little peck. Can I give you a kiss, Daddy? <laughs> yeah, what do you do? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, we were talking about confidence. But sexually confident, were you... So after the divorce, you started to feel that to take your own pleasure first. Yeah, and this was a process because, like... I've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I've lost about 20 kilos. I'll show you a picture of that later. Um, but in L.A., being overweight, and, like, it's it's not the pleasant, most pleasant thing. So I just, like, learned to enjoy myself. I went on OK Cupid, and I made myself a, I have a fuck it list. Have you ever heard me talk about my fuck it list? I, I recognize it, but I don't think I know what what's on it. It's the types of people I want I wanted to sleep with. Ah, no, I haven't heard about this. No. Yeah, it's on my phone. Oh wow. Yeah, and I was like, these different types of people I wanted to sleep with, and I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through it. Like you know, I would put it on my my OK Cupid, and I got so many people. I slept with so many people that way. You put your. Oh, you still have Oko, okay. I still have an account somewhere. Like, I could I get in it right now? I don't think so. But, like, in L.A., this is how I started it, right? Oh, and you put the names on your okay. Yep, I was like, I would like to sleep with a vegan, an engineer, oh, a race car driver. No names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I mean, like, there's two names on there. There's definitely um, Hugh Grant and <laughs> what's his name? Um, Doctor Who, but the cute doctor. David Tennant. Yeah, and there's somebody else. Like I, I was like, okay, like you gotta speak and it. And a vegan. I slept with a vegan. <laughs> and he, 
this particular vegan was annoying. So let's only see. one vegan. I'm also very impressed. Okay. In Berlin, there are many vegans. Well, I, I don't know. I, okay, so I stopped asking about the, the vegan thing after a while because, like, I would literally like it's a it's like a checklist on my phone, and I'd be like, which one of these things do you get? <laughs> and normally they fit into some. Yeah, and they would love it. They what do you like, what's your favorite category? What's my okay. what's the best uh, ones? Okay, <laughs> the one and <sighs> left-handed. <laughs> people have at me all the time left-handed okay how come i've never had bad sex with a left-handed person <laughs> <laughs> and i know this to be fact oh wow yeah because i like because because i was asking you know I so that's like on top of your list please be left-handed oh oh yeah i noticed it in clubs like i'm like oh my god i'm like oh my god are you left-handed Yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. And with the flirty look you have in your eyes, people must be like, yeah. Yeah. I'll be, yeah I'll be, What's going on I'm here? Like, <laughs> 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 oh, God, that's so funny. Yeah. All right. What's some other things on the list? I'm just curious to know. Oh, shit, let's pull it up. Yeah. I've dated eight left-handed engineers. Eight left-handed engineer. What is yeah. with the engineer thing then? Oh, I like nerds. <laughs> oh. And I like, oh, I love math. I love math. Math, okay. Math, yeah, it's so like a math nerd. Left-handed math nerd. Yep. That's like dirty talk to you. <laughs> it is, but like I'm trying to get out of this left-handed thing because like the last one, the last left-handed person I did, it, it did not end well. Oh, it wasn't uh, so f uh, fun or not a good person or... <laughs> this is my yeah <laughs> okay you're not uh, are they a terrible person no do i want to hang out with them no and right. if you're listening to it you know you are go fuck yourself all <laughs> right <laughs> enough of that <laughs> sorry okay so like what's okay oh here is what is here is number one with the bullet but i haven't i'm gonna move it to number one right now twins identical yes Korean, yes. yes. Magician, yeah. Stuntman, yep. Lawyer, mm, I've slept with a lawyer. <laughs> Some race, of them I have a cross off. Race car driver, yeah. Like I was, being, I wasn't being funny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Michael Fassbender. That was who. Yeah, I told you this other part. Like Michael Fassbender. Like my. Like you can get my information. <laughs> Priest, yep. not dressed as one as At a, a party. party. No. <laughs> A real priest. A real priest. A ice skater, mm -hmm. hand job from a hand model, yeah. foot job from a guy model. You see, this is a, it's a long list, right? And like at the bottom, sexy ass Indian man, yeah. bass player, Mormon missionary. What is? Okay, do you, Mormons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing about Mormon missionaries: they can't be by themselves. No, no they they. <laughs> the only time they're allowed to be by themselves is when they go to the bathroom, and so I'm like, two for one. <laughs> Chef, yeah, conductor railroad, yeah, okay. You know, that <laughs> that conductor is because I was in Long Beach and there was a oh, sexy ass man at a party. And I was like, What are you doing? He's like, I'm a railroad conductor. And I was like, List, okay, yeah. and he didn't make it on the list, but someone else will. No, I left Long Beach very shortly after that. Pirates, yeah, uh, but not Jack Sparrow, <laughs> Hungarian. I think I said, Oh, 
cross, let's cross that one off. Cross Hungarian is yep. crossed. It's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So it's, like, it's, not, it's not a short list. Algerian, yeah. si- Syrian, Iceland, <laughs> tall, dark, curly hair from the Netherlands with blue-green eyes. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this one. This was for a specific guy. Like, I met him, and we were talking, and, like, he would not sleep with me. He would not sleep with me. But I was like, I'm going to put this on my list just to manifest this guy. <laughs> I should have put his name, but I didn't. can't remember his name now anymore. Then I slept with a guy who fit this exact description. I'm crossing it off. Hold on. And I said, do you, like, like tell me the things you want to, like, what you want to do? And he was like, drummer. <laughs> okay, so drummer is off. Yeah. So and like, tall, dark, curly is off. No, why? No, you can't. You can, only, you, can, you can only you can only do one. Oh wait, it's long list. I told you it's a long list. A spy, astronaut, guy with eleven toes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Uh, I used to let my friends add things. Rabbi. Yeah. Oh, oh, love Jewish men. Double dick. Yeah, there's there's people that have two dicks. <laughs> I mean, like, this is not, like, a, like a 2023 list. This is, like, a lifetime list. Yeah. A native person. What is a native okay, person? Okay, so, like, a native, like, like a, oh, oh, hold on. Cross that off. Cross it off. Okay. Definitely some with a native person from the States. Uh, okay, okay. I forgot about him. Serbian. Uh, lumberjack. Yes. What is it? Like, a person that cuts down trees. They're sexy. Oh, okay. Like, oh, like, like, if they, like, have a beard and, like, And a... 61 items checked. Italian, Brazilian, someone <laughs> who speaks Portuguese, Jewish man, not just culturally, vegan, <laughs> Russian, Persian, white guy named Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Fireman, a blonde, a ginger, 10 plus inch dick. Yeah. Uh, Apple.com millionaire. Engineer, MM... App, uh, yeah, app or a dot-com millionaire. I did that. My last boyfriend <laughs> was that. MFM threesome. Yeah, this is before. This is like I told you. This is I'm just getting started. Married man, guy with man bun. Uh, <laughs> man with Indian citizenship. Kinky motherfucker. Swede. Car salesman with pink tie. Car salesman with pink tie. You got that. I did. I did. Bodybuilder, pilot, Australian. Bubble butt. Yeah, I like guys with big butts. Aye. Like, especially if they ride bikes and have, like, the big thighs and the big butts. I want to bite it. Ballet dancer. Yeah. Uh, That was in London. Scotsman. Short guy. A guy named Andrew. Oh. Guys (laughs) named Andrew are usually hot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, this is in my in my like experience. A guy named Andrew is usually a hot piece. Left-handed is here. Yes, see, and like I I cross it off of Merlin. Like I could tell you like every Italian like, in Italy. Yeah. Scandinavian, anarchist, man with a tickly beard. Yes. <laughs> tickly beard. Yeah, tickly. Tickly. Like a long beard. It's just as long as it tickles a little. Oh, okay. <laughs> a Czech, a Greek, Dutchman. By MMF, uh, MM, male, yes. male, female. Yeah. Ambidextrous, what is it? They can use both hands equally. They what? Can use both hands well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, drummer, you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. Man over 67 years old. Yeah. A native person. A man who can sing Polizei. Mm. Yeah, I, I d- kind of dated one for a while here. How was that? Everyone has, like, nope. Police, uh, like uh, okay, like would I fuck a policeman in the states? Fuck no, a cab. 
All American police eye are bastards, right? But in Berlin, have you seen the police eye here? Like, they're all fucking hot. <laughs> all of them. Like, I feel like they have to submit a headshot to be a police eye here. They all have to be fucking hot. Like, have, like the ones, especially, like, there was, like, this one police eye station in Nikon. Every guy that walked out of there... Fucking smoke show. Weapons grade smoke show. This is how I learned how to say hello, blue eyes. Hello, Blaue Augen. I learned this because there was a police side that I wanted to like talk to. <laughs> yeah. But where did you meet the... Oh, yeah, this one, one you dated. Did you meet on like a dating app? No, I met him in KitKat. Ah, really? Yeah, I didn't know he was police side when I met him. I... Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, this was amazing. <laughs> This was it for Playful Podcast this week, but please follow, subscribe and listen to our next episode. And if you want to have a say about future artists or even ask your own question to one of our guests, follow us on Instagram and make sure to add your question when we lift our coming guests. Thank you so much for joining and see you next week.
Okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.